Hello, hello. How are you guys doing? I am short a guest so far, but uh, nice to see a few guys here. And Mark Bloom is here, and Cam Henderson is here, and Lynn Michelle will be right back apparently. Good to see you guys. So I'm praying we had our time change today. They stole an hour from us. Uh, at least my clock in my car is correct again. <laughs> it's been wrong for six months, and now I'm back able to look at that clock. So with any luck, Catherine is going to find us. I uh, I don't know what happened, if they have a time change there or not. Can you guys hear me okay, by the way, if you can give me a little thumbs up? And uh, put your hand up if you had a chance to attend in Arcapulco, any of the live stuff that happened from the 8th to the 11th. It was super amazing, super inspiring. I really enjoyed it. And uh, they had no shortage of trials and tribulations. All kinds of things happened with their finances. I think PayPal shut them down, and Stripe shut them down, and uh, they're definitely under attack. Their website got attacked earlier before it started. So they knew that this community is up to something. And you can hear me, Mark. Excellent. That's really good. I think I owe you an email. Mark, you keep sending me good stuff. And I am going high speed over here. Can you tell? <laughs> We actually have a second stream tonight. I have the honor of hosting The Bitches Brew next episode, number 14. And uh, so that's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to, the, the episode is named Unstoppable. So you're going to see some unstoppable women that are just, you know, the harder you hit them, the, the harder they go. And that is how we roll. I hope we have Catherine on today. That would be su super fun. But uh, how are you guys doing? Let me know what's what's up for you. How is it going in the UK? Anything different or, or changed there, Mark, with the restrictions? I hear we are just on the heels of a brand new shutdown. It was supposed to be the summer, but then I'm hearing it could be any second, any minute. And if you didn't have a chance to catch it, do check out my channel for the interview with Ryan and Alphonse. Not much changing in Liverpool. Okay, good to know. Uh, that was super inspiring. Couple of major king heroes over there. Those, those guys, Ryan had such a big win and it was the most joyful interview I've ever done. Some people are saying it was the best broadcast they ever saw. <laughs> so that's pretty good. So fun for me to to get those messages and see how all of that stuff is going. So let's see how this goes. And uh, any any anarcho uh, people out there? You have a new narrative in the news of an officer killing a young lady who you think was 33 years old. Interesting age, hey eh, Mark? Yep, why? Good day, Robert Page. Nice to see you. Hello, Eric. I'm glad you're here. Right at the beginning, Dolores Miranda is here as well. I'm really glad. I wasn't seeing Facebook comments for a while, but I think I'm seeing them again. If you, for some reason, don't hear from me and you want to, then, oh my God, Beth, Katerina. Yeah, so she's uh, realizing what's happening. And um, yeah, she thinks it's in an hour from now. Let's see if it's possible to, for her to jump on. Let's see. Let's see. Yeah, I guess they don't have the crappy daylight savings over there. And, uh, oh, okay. I'll just say she is coming, but um, uh, not for a few minutes. I'll just say, take your time, send her some love. And uh, this woman is with child. We can't stress her out. <laughs> Absolutely. No. Hello, Jeremiah. Nice to see you. No curve. Hello. Hello. And uh, anarchy in action, I know, right? Like that's that's the beautiful part of it, that I had a boyfriend with a mohawk, you know, so I'm no stranger to anarchy. That was more railing against the machine. That's what we did in those days. And uh, having punk concerts and, uh, you know, doing everything upside down and backwards. Hello, JJ, great to meet you. Hello, the truth, excellent. And uh, Dolores has had her account restricted. Yeah, there's a lot of that going on. I just heard from Alphonse that Ryan's story got taken down from his website, literally scrubbed. Someone went out of their way to grab that piece. So that's interesting to see, but they cannot suppress this stuff. It's, it's coming out and there's no way to put this cat back in the bag. What is that game when you, when you hit the head of the somebody or other, that name's going around a lot and that's exactly what it is. You, you hit one and the other one pops up. Heather Hibbert, nice to see you. So good. That's awesome. This is fun too. I've missed coming on just with myself because then I don't get a chance to uh, 
meet you guys as as personally as I like to. So this is fun. Catherine is gonna is gonna be here, and um, poor thing, yeah, she's had a lot on her hands. I tell you, yeah, she single handedly produced this whole entire event in three months, and so yeah, anarchy is a really really good uh, you know word that you can't say to a lot of people because they do think that it means basically rebels without a cause. Oh, whack-a-mole, thanks, Cam. <laughs> yeah, whack-a-mole it is. And uh, is it also duck-duck-goose? There might be another version of that. Very good, thanks. You guys are so helpful. And uh, so this version of anarchy, when you meet these, the gopher game, yeah, yeah. When you meet these anarchists, you'll, for the most part, like there might be some of those angry people amongst there, but to me, all I see is powerful king heroes. Right, they're entrepreneurs, they're podcasters, they want to get the truth out, they want to speak and be heard, and they're willing to work. That's another thing, like when you get a rebel without a cause, they hate working. They will do anything to get out of work. They will fight instead of working. Uh, they will fight because they're bored. They'll, they'll fight so that they don't have to go through the effort that it takes to truly you know, be purposeful in this world and on this earth. Uh, two comments on, on Jason's removed, Mark. There you go. I still have not seen that episode, but um, uh, you're directing people to me. Thank you so much. And Iron Realm Media for Jerry Marzinski. Yeah, I've actually got some messages about Jerry recently that uh, people really enjoyed that one as well. He's a powerful guy. And uh, this is where you get lost. Yeah, and I'm here for you, by the way, while we're waiting for Catherine, that I am I'm here so clearly in service to the truth community for those that tend to lose it. I still tend to lose it sometimes too, but I'm, you know, building up that, that store of energy that you need to, rather than lash out and call people out and make them feel bad, you, you take it as grist for the mill and an opportunity for you to gain greater power and greater freedom. So if you're not familiar with the course that's coming up. It's called Primal Power. It is the archetypes to deprogram the new world disorder. And here I'll uh, put that link up for you if you want to visit and check that out. It is going to be coming up April 18th, but there will be chances to jump on. If you have attended Anarchapulco, there is a coupon for you guys uh, for 50% off the course. And so I'll try to invent some other ways. If you join my email list, there will likely be a special offer for that as well. And you can just visit bethmartins.com and sign up for one of the archetype quizzes or there is a series of power hack videos that are free. There's also one more free gift I haven't offered to my, my people yet and uh, I will have a link ready for tonight. But that is an audio to actually help you get through the, um, the uh, archetypes in a, in a way that's releasing. So here is, Ka is Catherine and uh, I'll let her get settled first. I'll, I'll, I'll just give me a wave when you feel ready. And uh, this poor mama, hopefully she's not stressed out. It's hard to wake up for, to an interview. You were supposed to be on five minutes earlier, but I have a, such a casual, beautiful uh, experience with my audience and nobody minds whatsoever. There's, this is just all gravy, all good. And there she is looking beautiful and good to go. Uh, I love it. Hello, Catherine. Hey, how's it going? I'm, I'm not hearing you. That's the only thing. I'm not hearing your sound. Not sure. You want to try again? Maybe it's back or maybe it's coming. Can you hear me? Just super, super low. You do have, yeah, try that would might be the way. You also have some settings at the at the bottom with a, a wheel that you can adjust your mic or uh, input. And so, well, oh, thank you, Mark. He says the Primal Power course is great and ha still has some materials to get through. That's what I talked about at Anarchapulco as well. I'm really obsessed with these five archetypes. And uh, I'm slowly writing a book about it. No, it's still, it's still super low for some reason. Take your time, we're good. Hello, Plasu Platus. Good to see you. Lynn Michelle is back. That's excellent. 
and uh, the truth says she doesn't uh, he or she I'm not sure doesn't want to do anything yeah and that could very well be the shadow of that rebel archetype who tends to go into that it's it's apathy really right where you just don't care about anything don't don't want to do anything and really that uh, that fighter with a cause is trying to is trying to birth on your end so Catherine yeah now? I think the it's better it's better Yay! yeah that's <laughs> better than it was that's awesome that's awesome yeah very good welcome I'm so glad you could make it Catherine <laughs> thank you I'm glad <laughs> to be here I'm sorry I'm I'm behind schedule here I have one phone that says 410 and one that says 310 so I guess daylight savings happened and one of my phones updated and the other didn't so I'm sorry about that that's okay no problem I knew when I woke up this morning I was confused already like what time is it and you stole an hour from me you, you bastards <laughs> ay, ay, ay. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. exactly exactly so how are you feeling after Nercapulco Catherine I'm good it's still going on here we had our turtle party our annual turtle party last night where we raised money oh. for the the turtle sanctuary here and we've got anarch awakening happening this week so we've got some retreat style things happening and um so it's still going on but i did take today kind of off and went to the central mercado got some gifts for my kids which was mm -hmm. great and i came home very tired obviously <laughs> i took a nap and i had messaged you before i fell asleep like is it daylight savings or not what time is it where you are and then <sighs> <laughs> Boom, I was out. <laughs> yeah, my apologies. I was off, off with my son. So good. Well, we're here now. It's great. If you don't know Catherine Benenden, she is the producer of Anarchapoco and also the creator of the um, uh, the Homestead Guru, which is a really beautiful thing. I get the emails there, so you should definitely click the link in the show notes and go and check out the Homestead Guru. Also, Anarchapoco was amazing. Oh, my gosh. And just three months, you pulled all of that together. How did you do it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but it's I have all a blur. no idea. Yeah, it was a lot of talking, a lot of communication. When Jeff asked me to take on Anarchapoco this year, we had no idea if it would even be possible. I started calling venues. They were saying 30 people max. They were saying you got to wear a mask. So we had to really get creative and redefine what we wanted the event to look like. We knew it was really, really important that we got people together and mm -hmm. we managed to do it all across the globe in a really, really creative way. Nice. I like how the main event was hosted in the secret garden. It was so perfect. Like, is that the, well, I shouldn't say is the actual name probably you can't disclose. So yeah. <laughs> It was it was awesome. The venue was amazing. It's on the jungle side, like not the beach side of Acapulco and um, just palm trees everywhere, exotic plants everywhere. We were outside the entire time. We wanted to host the event in a way that would not get anybody in trouble. You know, we didn't want the venue shut down. We didn't want people showing up telling us we had to disperse with the middle of the live feed going on because we knew that most of our people, most of our community were going to be gathering through these watch parties and through the virtual feeds. So that that's like it had to happen no matter what. So we were very secretive. We protected the venue in that way. We did not publish the name of the venue once anywhere, not on our website, not in an email. I am telling you. When I gave my talk, I did a show of hands and it was mostly people from the United States and Europe, like 40% Europeans. And I was talking to everybody down here about how much trust that took and how much faith that took to fly all the way across the ocean to show up with the knowledge the event is happening in this small beach town outside of Acapulco. You gotta rent a hotel. We're gonna tell you on the days before how to get there in a shuttle and then you got to go wait at a spot to get in a van that's got our logo on the side and you got to let it take you to somewhere you've never been before that you have no idea where it's going and so i was just oh, trying wow. to imagine being someone who had come from europe 
and ended up in one of these shuttles and just driving through the interests of this beautiful, beautiful place where our event was held. And um, wow, wow, wow. It took so much dedication. And I'm so grateful for everyone who made the trip because I know it was long for a lot of people. Well, that's the thing. You guys have such a long-standing. Uh, what, what number event is this, by the way, that you've done nine or something? Seven. Seven. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's what happens over time, right? That that the you build trust. You, you're you're always showing people. Okay. I, you know, I said I was going to do something, and I did the thing, and then people will come across the ocean and and let you just tell them at the last second where they're going to be staying and everything like that's that's the beauty right it's it's so it's so powerful to anyone can do anything for a short period of time but there's there's something when you see that staying power and it's a kind of unstoppability that's a theme of a of our bitches brew broadcast that we're going to have tonight so it's it's such a good example of of that, you know, and, and the harder they push on you, which I know they pushed on you, there was all kinds of things. And, and we had no idea, right? Like you're just so seamless and, and graceful and answering our stupid little questions anyway, even though somebody's, you know, got a gun at your head or whatever was going on there. Do you want to share a little bit about, uh, and yes, Devin, uh, right, Merpreneurs and King Heroes Unite, amen to that, absolutely. So uh, do you want to share with us some of those little circuses that you had to live through? Sure, yes. Um, I think probably the most dramatic was the Mexican Navy shutting down our Tuesday night cruise. We were informed on Tuesday morning that on Monday afternoon, a new law had been passed in the state here that cruises because of the covids were not allowed to be out on the water after sunset and so we had already paid for the cruise we had already booked it it was the surprise we gave to all the attendees they had no idea they were getting this cruise until monday morning we announced it monday morning we've already paid for it and then we're told tuesday morning uh not gonna happen so we had very high level people involved trying to negotiate on our behalf, trying to fix this. Um, the, the Board of Tourism here in Acapulco was trying to help us. Um, a relative of the governor was trying to help us. I mean, it was just very, very influential business people in Acapulco were trying to help us. And it was just a no, the Navy's not gonna let the boat depart. So don't even try. So we had to, Tuesday morning, come up with a new venue. I already had shuttles arranged. I mean, you know, I, I had every little detail uh, coordinated. So we had to come up with a new place to take everybody on Tuesday. We had to reschedule the boat cruise for Friday, which meant I had to do a whole new RSVP. I had to get a whole new headcount because people are flying home on Friday. The event was Monday through, through Thursday. So um, it was... It was a massive shift in plans and you know it doesn't sound like that big of a deal oh they switched it from from tuesday evening to, to thursday afternoon but you have to understand when you're talking about coordinating getting over a hundred people an hour north of where you are to go on this cruise and then get back it was a big deal to, to re-coordinate the logistics for all of that but our team just jumped into action and we have great relationships here in Acapulco with the local community and a venue volunteered their space before we even knew for sure that we were getting stopped because we were still trying to negotiate it. So we were able to quickly and easily announce the new plan, get everybody there and uh, coordinate a whole nother event on Thursday which quite frankly, I did not go because I, I mean, excuse me for Friday, I was uh, emotionally prepared to be horizontal that day. So mm -hmm. I was. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, after four big days like that. Yeah, I can really feel for you, Catherine, because I, back in my corporate past life, I did a lot of event management and it's a, it's a nightmare, right? It's a nightmare. There's, you got frogs in the basket one second, they're all gone the next second. Uh, you know, things can just turn inside out and upside down. There was one event that I hosted and I didn't sleep for 48 hours. I, I had enough time to shower and that was, it was stupid. That was the, that was the end of me. That's what started to, uh, to put a, a cap on my, my employment that way. But, uh, 
I have an inkling of what you're going through. <laughs> Never mind, right? Because this isn't exactly normal circumstances. Like you say, everything you can't even divulge a, a place that people are going to stay. And then what happened financially? You got you guys got smashed that way. Oh, it was crazy. So not only did multiple wire transfers to our venue get stopped by our bank, just we reviewed it and no, you don't get to spend your money there. Um, but, you know, we, we had to take all these creative ways to get around. So Stripe quit depositing money. I had to deal with that. Um, the bank account wouldn't let us send our money out. Um, I had to end up selling Anarchapoco's crypto and having someone with a Mexican bank account transfer it to the venue. And then the um, and to the shuttle company and the shuttle company's bank rejected the incoming uh wire transfer so it was just like every time i tried to pivot and, and you know find a different way to go um it, it would get blocked and so it was just every day or two i was having to find a new way to actually utilize our resources and it it brought me a whole new level of appreciation for cryptocurrency you know i've been involved with the cryptocurrency movement since bitcoin was three dollars right and no i'm not a crypto millionaire but i did ride the wave up several times um, but i'm a i'm a functional crypto person and that i bring it in and i spend it i'm a lifestyle activist right i'm that's that's just how it's been for me mm -hmm. i've i've lived creatively for a long time um, and I've, I've had a very unique and, and special relationship with crypto because of that. You know, for a while I was a single mom and being able to, to work independently and bring in and move resources quickly was good for me. But now looking at it from the perspective of doing business and time sensitive business, you know, venues have to purchase food. Venues have to purchase alcohol. Venues have to pay their staff. <laughs> so like there's, there is a, a time sensitivity to moving resources. And it is just awful when the banks refuse to let you use your money the way you intend to, you know? Good God, right? Like that's, and, and do you feel like they, they were targeting Anarchapoco in particular, like knowing it's a freedom event and they wanted to slow you down or? I, I have no idea. Yeah. I, I have more of a feeling it's that we are dealing with banks from across the world and we're an event that happens once a year. And so the transactions slow down. And especially because we, we didn't do ticket sales, you know, from March of last year until December of this year when we got the ticket sales happening. And then all of a sudden we're, we're spending all this money. So it was this, there was this total, you know, radio silence on our end financially where we weren't doing anything because we didn't know if it was going to be possible to have an event. And then all of a sudden it's like, here we go. Right. And we decided to do the event and we executed the event in a very short amount of time. And so I'm sure we were triggering some sort of, you know, fraud detection things in their system. Mm -hmm. And, you know, on one hand, it's like, yeah, thank you for, for protecting me from myself. Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, exactly. But on the other hand, it's like, we should be able to transact business, especially with a business a bank account, you know, and, and it's been incredibly difficult to navigate through that. And I had been warned by previous event management that it was the the financial aspects that are the most difficult because, um, you know, this isn't the first time this happened, but I think it was the most dramatic because it all happened in the days before the event. And it was just like, boom, you don't get to spend any money. <laughs> it's like, no, I, but I need to. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Not, not a good savings moment there. No. Yeah. Oh man, that's so big. So what was it that inspired you in the first place or, or keeps inspiring you to do this given, given the volume of work and all of the, 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 even the normal problems, never mind the abnormal problems. What, what fuels you to do all of this? Well, my first Anarchapoco changed my life in 2018. I mean, it just, it completely changed my life. You know, I, I've attended freedom events all over North America and they're, they're great. The people are wonderful, but there was something about 
the dynamic at Anarchapoco. You've got an international audience. It's very, very diverse. And these are people who are constantly on the cutting edge, constantly trying to improve themselves. And I try to be like that. I, I try to constantly be working on becoming the best version of myself. To, so to suddenly find myself immersed with people who not only want to change, right, and, and, and want to be the best possible person that they can be, but that I'm also in alignment with philosophically was just the most incredible experience for me. And so every year I've just become more involved. You know, I was a speaker and then I volunteered to run a stage and then I was the co-producer. And then this year I produced the whole event. And I feel like this event, has, it's, it's become such an intricate part of my life. I met my husband here. I got married in Acapulco. You know, there's there's so much beauty that has come to my life because of this event that I want to make sure people have it as an option, even in times of great distress culturally and globally, like what we're going through right now, that if you are willing to take the risk, if you are willing to, to sacrifice the time in the plane with your face covered, you know, if you, if you are willing to jump through the hoops that are being placed in front of us so that you can be with people who inspire you and light you up and bring you hope, I want that space to be available. And that's what we made sure happened this year. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's amazing. And, and that you gave us opportunities to also not do that trek, right? That uh, it's so screwed up in Canada. I know a few Canadians made it, but uh, I did hear you say at some point that for the most part, we weren't there. And it, it's been it's been a smash him down kind of uh, time with our with our governments, it's probably going to be reciprocated, you can see, there's all kinds of signs that this house of cards is not going to stay standing for very long. So with any luck, but uh, you know, the, the, the 2020 event, being there live in person in Acapulco, it changed my life forever, forever. Right. And it was it was so funny with the little dance that I was doing with you. I, I apologize now just how how uh, after the invitation, I should have just said yes. And that was it. And uh, but I was new to the, the culture, so I didn't really understand what was going on. And uh, there was something in me that just said, you know, go, Beth, just do this. What just take it, take a chance, even if it's a mistake. Who cares? Right. Like made a lot of mistakes and nothing ever really killed me. So and um, I was shocked how copacetic uh, I was with your audience and I'm, I'm used to there being a few that tune into me more so. And in this case, it just seemed like everybody I met, it was, it was a, it was a match, you know, and, and I made connections after that, that, that held me throughout the, the whole like shock and awe of the stupid thing that we're going through. Um, you know, the, the community connections, the, the strategic alliances, clients, you know, I was adding up the the income from because, you know, effectively, uh, presenters are, are paying to, to be part of that, you know, just by uh, their travel and whatever effort they put in. But because you guys have the philosophy of entrepreneurialism behind you, you're actively encouraging like, do you remember even I asked you, is it okay, if I have a call to action on my on my video? And it's like, of course, it's okay, because this is the, this is the paradigm that that they operate out of, they want you to do well, they want you to thrive, they want you to sell your wares and your goods. And, uh, and, and, and make a, a feast out of the, the whole thing. So to me, that was the most fun ever to be marketing without any sense that, that people were irritated by that, that it was just, it was just normal and accepted. You know, every corner I turned, I was handing out a, a pamphlet and my talk filled up and the workshop filled up. And it was like, oh my God, I actually made money doing this and uh, met some of the best clients ever. I have to shout out to uh, to uh, my good buddy Malcolm over in Australia, who just like we worked together intensively, Serious King Hero over there. Yeah, yeah, so good. So, you know, these are things that when you find your people, it's so clear that that's, that's what you're meant to do. That's what, I, this is something that I teach. I know you know this, Catherine, that your your purpose never is going to in a million years unfold sitting in a room by yourself. It is only with the connection to other 
people, other souls, and it's not just any other people and any other souls, it's your people and your souls that if you don't do your work, then they, they never get the benefit and they'll be waiting. Maybe they don't know they're waiting, but, but they will be. So that's what makes it so powerful what you're doing. You're just answering your calling and going forward and having the magic, magic, magic happen. So good. <laughs> Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. And what I like about the community here is that there's such diversity in terms of the expertise of knowledge. So you can show up one year, like, I need to learn more about cryptocurrency, and I don't really know where to start. And you have a, a, a menu of people who you can choose from to connect with, right? And then the next year you're like, okay, I've got it down. I can send and receive. I've started saving and, you know, gosh, this year I'm, I'm really interested in, in, in learning more about working for myself or investing in land or in gardening, you know, and, or, or spirituality. I mean, there's just all these different rabbit holes that you can go down and we provide a melting pot for all of that. And one of the things that Jeff and I were talking about in the past couple of weeks is that, you know, Anarchapoco used to be an event that was like, government, you're the problem. We don't like government. Government needs to change and go away and be gone. And now we've re reached this point because, you know, this is my fourth Anarchapoco, but there's been seven. So there were three that took place. And just like you, Beth, I had a calling. I didn't go the first two times that I was offered the opportunity to go to Anarchapopo because um, I had my own blocks, but 2018, it's like, I'm going no matter what, right? And I came and I showed up and, and, and it was just absolutely mind blowing. But um, the people who are involved now, even if it's the same physical body, the spiritual manifestation of the people attending 2021 are different than the people who attend in 2018, 2017, 2016. You know, we are changing, we are evolving, we are becoming better versions of ourselves. So even with this menu of diversity, what I think is so neat is that you've got the same speakers who come back and they've evolved and they've got new things to share, right? So it's like this never ending opportunity to really step into your purpose and to find people who are vibrating at the same frequency as you. I mean, it just, there were all these serendipitous moments. I, for those of you who are watching the stream or who were here in person, you know, um, this guy Aristotle ended up doing the auctioneering, right? Professional oh, auctioneer. Yeah. yeah. And because awesome. of him, he rose 18,000 plus dollars for the local orphanage, right? And this was just one of those like magical, like he has this career, he has this purpose, he has this thing he's so good at. We had a painter come and, and paint live and I knew we were gonna do an auction and I thought, well, like me or Ben Swan or someone would go up there and be like, okay, who wants to bid a hundred bucks, right? And this guy gets up there and he's like, we're gonna start at $500, who wants $500, oh, da, da, da. and he just goes on and on and on and, and all of a sudden, we're giving the local orphanage more resources than we have ever raised with all of the, the other Anarchopocos combined. And we had the smallest number of attendees. I mean, it was just incredible. And so for me to witness the power of manifestation in 2021, like, and this wasn't, we were manifesting something. It was manifest. It was there in real time. It was mm. present. These were people who did whatever it took to, to create and to show up and to be present and to offer and to give. And they gave and they gave and they gave in such big ways. And the, the orphanage is just one of them. I mean, it was absolutely mind blowing and it leaves me so humbled and so grateful to be a part of this community. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No, I was weeping and cheering at the same time when I saw that happening. It was just like, what are you talking about? That painting just went for $4,000 and there's one more to go. And it was insane. Like, it's just so beautiful to watch the, the community and, and, uh, and then the woman speaking who runs the orphanage. That was, that was killer. Like, honestly, that put... I know, right? Like you just, it, I was, I was weeping. And, and by the way, is there a way for my audience to, to donate still to the, uh, the orphanage? Is there an easy way to do that? 
that I could share with yes, them? So if you're a crypto person, I can share their Bitcoin address that we're collecting for them. We can also take PayPal donations and um, I can get those cashed out at the ATM and given to them in cash. And in fact, they have an open house going on right now and they've got um, hamburgers and things and the community's coming over. And I think a big trampoline was just built. So I've 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 been working closely with Danny Sessoms, who's kind of been the point person and making sure that these resources are coming to them. And so we are um, we are getting all of those resources directly to them if you send them to us. And it does take about fifteen dollars a month. She's got sixty children there right now, and their donors, most of whom were coming from Canada are not around anymore because of COVID. They usually come down every winter and they donate. And and the businesses, they said there were some businesses that were giving like $250 a month and that's all dried up because the tourism industry just completely got smashed here and that's where their donations were coming from. So, you know, she said they're eating beans and rice every day and some days they don't have beans and rice until 2 or 3 p.m. because she's literally hand to mouth right now trying to just bring food in and get it in their mouths. And so, you know, I just want to give a big shout out to our venue because they provided this delicious meal. They had waiters serve on them. They apparently drank all the papaya juice in the entire video. Just, they were just chugging it. They loved it so much. So um, we're hoping to find some sort of automated subscription where people can sign up and, you know, sponsor a kid at $15 a month and just make sure that their food needs are taken care of because their closing clothing needs are taken care of their housing needs are taken care of. But right now food is the issue. So our community really stepped up. We gave some big one time donations and we are trying to find a way that doesn't impact them with taxes in a negative way to have subscriptions coming in. So, you know, if, if anyone in your audience is interested, uh, please stay tuned. And as soon as we have information on what that'll look like, I will pass that to you and you can disperse the info. I will indeed. And what's the PayPal address if they want to send that uh, right now? I'll just share it in the chat. Sure. Producer at anarchapoco.com. And just make sure to write in the comments that it's for the children. Thank you. Mm -hmm, my pleasure. Uh, sorry, say it one more time. Uh, Producer at anarchapoco.com. Okay, there you go. Awesome. So good. Yeah. No, I, I was fascinated how the the virtual event was going to go and how that was going to feel. And there was a lot of buildup for me, strangely, even though I wasn't there in person, but I was... I was really scared, you know, doing my doing my talk. And you probably don't know, I tried not to trouble you with it, but uh, I didn't know there was a, a speaker's thread running for two months. And when I, I'm just literally flipping through Telegram and I'm not really, you know, super regular on there yet. And I, I'm waiting for emails thinking, okay, nothing yet, you know, and then I find this thread, oh my God. So I sat down and I read the whole entire thing. I think it took 90 minutes and I realized it was already past due for my talk. So I'm like, oh, yes. <laughs> luckily I knew exactly what I was going to talk about. So that wasn't new or anything, but uh, I whipped that thing into shape and got it back to you in about 48 hours and there were still stragglers past me. So, but uh, it was, it was fun. And then, and then yeah, the, the live the, time. Mm -hmm. The virtual part was honestly for me, the most, I don't want to use the word difficult, but I'll say challenging because mm -hmm. I've, I've done in-person events for 14 years, right? No problem. I can blink and have a, a virtual event planned. It's, it's very easy for me. It's, it's like riding a bike. Literally. I just, I've got a, a way I keep a spreadsheet. I've got a, you know, I just got a, a certain system for the way I do things mm -hmm. with the virtual presentations. Um, wow, what a whole new thing, right? So we essentially had a 24-hour television network running for four days. And I'm grateful that we did it this way. This was Jeff's request that we did 24 hours because we had watch parties in Thailand and we had people tuning in in Australia. And so having it replay in the middle of the night was really, really important, not to mention for the people who were at the venue but maybe were talking and then they went home and and wanted to rewatch in the in the evening so the virtual part 
I didn't quite know what I was doing and I, I made some strategic mistakes. Like for example, uh, I didn't have any serious technical support set up because we had such a steady sales of tickets over time that, you know, everyone had got what they needed. And if there was an issue, they contacted me in late December or mid January. We kind of worked things out as they went. Well, Jeff and the Dollar Vigilante team went into full virtual ticket sales mode about, I don't know, 36 hours before the event started. And they ended up selling like a thousand virtual tickets in three or four days. It was still going on into the stream, right? And so I, I am just being in just absolutely inundated on day one with requests for, I can't figure out where to log in. I don't understand where my password is. And, da, 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 da. and it was me. Okay? It was me sitting there next to the stage with Telegram, just, just responding to everyone, responding to emails and running the event. And, da, da, da. and finally, I posted that night in the Telegram group for all of Anarchapoco. Like, you guys, I had no idea. And I'm sorry to everyone who is seeking support, but I'm, I'm about to pass out. Like I am exhausted. I can't do this anymore. And thankfully someone who was involved in previous Anarchapocos reached out to me that night. It was one of those serendipitous things where like now I was taking a nap, right? And my phone has different times, but I just instinctually knew that I needed to be on with you in my sleep. And I woke up in the middle of the night <laughs> after day one, I just woke up at 3 a.m. And this person was chatting me. It was like, I'll help. So I gave this person my email login and they responded to every single telegram, every single email. They made a spreadsheet, sent it to the tech team, got it all solved. So by day two, I was able to focus on actual in-person event, you know, but day one was like, I was just being pulled in, in so many different directions. But mm -hmm. what I really enjoyed was how much love and time and energy and effort the virtual presentations were given by the speakers. It was so amazing to watch mm. all of the different presentations, how people created them. You know, Larkin and Amanda like went out on location and were like rock climbing in parts. And like, it was a very, very high production value. And, you know, Ben Swan, he works in television. He works for Russia today. He used to work for, for mainstream media in, in the United States. And, you know, he's watching the show and he's like, this is such a high, high production value. You know, these speakers have done such a good job. And then Luigi, who does the stage and the lights and the sounds and the, the big screen that was behind the stage, I'm sure, you know, for those of you who saw the pictures that were being shared in Telegram or on social media, it was gorgeous. And so not only did we manage to make it happen, during a global economic shutdown and, and travel being restricted everywhere. But I think we actually increased the value for attendees on, on every level. You know, we had for, for the people who were on site, they were able to eat delicious food. I mean, just phenomenal food from the venue. They had an open bar every day with these delicious margaritas made with local fruits. I mean, it was just a really cool experience to be there in person, but also virtually people getting to watch this feed. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. And people were commenting like, this is what television should be. And they were right. <laughs> that is what television should be. Yeah, that's awesome. I love how you guys have high standards. I remember the first time I was on Entercast and I got this list of like, here's what everything you need to do. And I'm like, oh, okay, time to grow up as a, as a guest here. And get your act together. You know, you got me up to 1080p on my on my streams, and I'm gonna stay there. And uh, production value really matters. Like it's it's some care, and and some time put into it, and it makes a difference because that's you know we are bridging quite a gap here with the with the virtual. And yet, I mean, I've done this for for 15 years. Work mostly with people on a virtual basis, and I'm not sure if it's just because I've done it for so long and am used to it, but. I just feel like there's no lack of connection and intimacy and ability to help someone, it, it, you know, and, and then the production value, it's for that lover archetype, since you can talk archetypes that, uh, you know, it's just the sheer beauty and, and the enjoyment and the pleasure 
of that that uh, that makes life worth living right that's that's why otherwise you could just have a bunch of crappy videos and do it all virtual and, and call it a day but uh, at the end of the day it's love matters and beauty matters it's so true it's so true and you know people were surprised they were like wow we thought this was going to be you know like a zoom feed but luigi built this beautiful conference space where vendors had a vendor booth and you can go interact with the vendors and email them directly and download content and um you know the oh gosh the beauty i mean just the beauty everything was beautiful about anarchapoco this year i i love it that you brought up that word because it was truly beautiful and the vibe was beautiful i mean there i i am proud to report that there was not one complaint about the event in person. Lots of complaints about the virtual because, you know, it was, a, it was a learning experience. We had the internet go out on the first day and, you know, some different things, but we dealt with them and everyone was so gracious. So at the in-person, it was just this giant love fest, this huge love fest. I mean, I have never, ever, ever in the history of event production not had a complaint from an attendee about anything, right? It, even the shuttles, you know, like like people figured it out very quickly where to find them, how to get on, where to go. There was no complaints about that, no complaints about the food, no complaints about the venue. The venue had no complaints about us because we were so respectful and kind and gracious and loving. I mean, it was just this giant, giant love fest. And even the people who were like, oh, my gosh, Mark Passio's speech, the Internet went out. What are we going to do? And and they were so loving afterward. And it's like, OK internet failed, backup internet failed, but it got fixed. It was the only speaker that, you know, didn't come through. We're going to make sure y'all get the replay. And that's true. We're going to make sure y'all get the replay. And all of the attendees will be getting a two week access, either virtual or VIP, two week access to the replay for, you know, just as a, as a part of our gift to you for two weeks. And that should become available hopefully tomorrow night. Um, Luigi's team just got back to Mexico City, so I hope they're taking today off because they were running the video feed 24 hours a day. So they were just burning the candle on both ends, and I think they did a great job. Yeah, huge shout out to Luigi if he has a chance to hear this because I, I could just sort of sense what was going on in the in the in the back of it, and and people were going, look, well, my talk's only thirty minutes. What's wrong? Why can't you just shift everything? It's like, no, no, you have no idea what Luigi is trying to accomplish here. These things matter, and uh, so yeah, I was very glad to see him on stage at the end with you guys, so I could put a face to uh, all of the work and the voice that I heard in, in the chat there. Yeah, he's he's amazing. Yeah, he, he's so, amazing, so and. What I think people don't understand is that when you're doing a 24 hour virtual stream, it is already dictated second by second before it starts to air. Okay. Right. So I had to sit there with a spreadsheet and okay, here's where this ad's going to go. And here's where this speaker's going to go. And here's how much time Ben Swan has to introduce. And, you know, there were some hard stops where we didn't have any wiggle room, like, you know, Anarchast with Patrick, like, wow, did he make Anarchapoco amazing or what? He interviewed the speakers. He just brought this whole new dynamic to the feed and to the in-person event because people were eating lunch and sitting there watching Patrick and come and hang out and, and listen to his interviews or watch his debate. So, you know, we had these hard stops where people were coming in from other locations. I mean, we had Float Fest stream in. We had, we had Patrick stream in. We had one of our other watch parties in Acapulco stream in. And that stuff, you can't wiggle around. If you change something by two minutes on Monday, it affects all the way until the end of Thursday. You know, like those two minutes, mm -hmm. it just bumps everything down. And so, you know, little changes were huge changes. And these were some of the things that, like, I learned how to do a run of show for a virtual event. It's very different from a run of show for an in-person event, right? So these were the things that really took a lot of my brain power. But I learned a lot. And the next time we do this, there's there's going to be changes and it's going to get better and better because that's who we are. Right. <laughs> Amazing. So good. Yeah. Um, also, we just want to shout out to Jeff just to say, state the, the obvious. He just signed up for my, my archetype quiz. I'm pretty happy about that. And it's always the real Jeff. I had another fake Jeff. How many fake Jeffs are there? I get I get like one a week. It's bad. And you guys <laughs> listen. Jeff will never ask you for money on Telegram. 
Right. He's not on Facebook. He's not mm-hmm. on Instagram. There's mm-hmm. one Jeff on Twitter and one Jeff on Telegram. And it's at Jay Berwick. That is the name on Telegram. Somebody showed me screenshots that they had sent $500 Bitcoin to another Jeff. And oh, I don't know how many does. times this has happened, but they are scamming. So if you see somebody with a different username on Telegram contacting you, don't get all excited. Yay, Jeff's messaging me. I would I would go, <laughs> yeah. hmm, what's up here? <laughs> Something's going on because uh, there are definitely, I would say, dozens if not more of fake Jeff Berwicks out there trying to get money from people and surprisingly they only started friend requesting me about a week or two ago on Facebook but uh, on Telegram you know I've just been so quick to to ban and delete from the Telegram group that I haven't got message personally but I do know multiple people who have so be warned one Jeff Berwick at Jay Berwick that is the only Jeff on Telegram there's no Jeff on Facebook None. Mm -hmm. If there is Mm -hmm. a Jeff Berwick on Facebook, it is a fake for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I had a long conversation with a fake this morning because he had just emailed. So I thought maybe that uh, he was also telegramming me. But uh, yeah. Wow. Wow. Interesting. eh? You get it is a totally different life once once you're in that level of visibility. You can't really walk down the street in, in any country and not be recognized. And people start to um, parasite really off of that. Is that's all I can see, what that is. So yeah, that's really good to watch out for that stuff. I don't know how to report him on Telegram. I couldn't find any way to do that. So I guess I'll just block the guy. But uh, I wanted to give him a hit if I could. Um, I I think there's a way if you um like hold down on a message and ask to delete it, they will also give you the opportunity to like uh, report spam. Okay, and- good. Uh, block the user. Okay, so, great. That's Good, what I've been for that doing. Tip. Okay, excellent. <laughs> yeah, it became a new skill during the pandemic. Delete, block, delete, block, delete. Block. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, this has been amazing. I'm so glad to have hosted you. Anything that you want to share about uh, other work that you're doing during the year? And you, is it okay? I'm sure it's no secret if anyone that was at Anarchapoco that, that there's a baby on the way. I'm so excited yeah. for there to be another addition to your family. Congratulations. Yeah, we're really excited. I was I was blown away at the end of the event when the entire audience and um, orchestrated by Ben Swan, unbeknownst to me, they all blessed my baby at the same time, and I was just crying. And my husband was watching live from Float Fest, and he was crying. And it was just this, oh, it was just the sweetest thing. Our community is so amazing. It's so amazing. So, yes, my husband and I are having a baby. We met at Anarchapoco. We got married after Anarchapoco last year, right. and we, in Acapoco. And we're having a, a baby now, a little anarcha baby. So we're very, very excited about that. And um, so good. honestly, they're even named. Are um, they I don't know. Did I hear that? Mm-hmm. Oh, the baby's baby's named. I will, I will blow it for you if you don't want to share. But I thought I heard you say. Maybe we, maybe we have not? some maybe names. Yeah. We okay. Have a maybe okay. Name. Okay. Maybe, keep it to yourself. I'll try uh, not but to I just, blow everything. I just heard last <laughs> night that the name I like is a middle name. He likes is a, a we're, we're close. We're close on a name. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, when it comes to other projects, you know, it's interesting. Um, first and foremost, Jeff pretty much told the whole audience, I've got the job again. I mean, pretty much he said, I've got the job again for next year. So we're just going to roll right forward into it. We've got the Anarchovid Summit, which is going to be another free virtual event happening this summer. That was so popular. Mm -hmm. It was our free event in February. So um, we're going to be doing Anarchovid Summit. Macy and I want to do some sort of in-person thing in October. We had a lot of guests asking, hey, can we gather before a year from now? This was so great. We need it. So maybe something in October, but for sure, 100% Anarchopoco next year. I got two other job offers during the event. Um, but I'm also having a baby, so I think I'll probably just do Anarchapoco Homestead Guru and be a mama. <laughs> there you go. What a luxury. Yeah, you get, get your hands full. So many beautiful souls are learning from you about freedom. And uh, it's, a, it's a good, I was, wow, do you want to talk a tiny bit about Texas when, when everything went down there? That's to talk about another loop. You already had your hands full. Right. Wow. Yeah. So we were we were in Texas for the uh, snow apocalypse, is what the Texans are calling it. And, <laughs> um, 
you know, I thought we, we're, we're living in an intentional community. There's water storage outside of our house, like these giant water storage containers. They're probably like 250 gallons each. Uh, we have a well. I've got the converted school bus. You know, we've got food storage. We thought, okay, we are set. What we were not prepared for was the grid to go down for freezing, which caused the well to not work, which caused water to be inaccessible, which caused a bunch of our pipes to break all over the intentional community. They're still getting repaired. And we run a school at this intentional community. It's a, it's a homeschool co-op kind of school that runs two days a week. And so, uh, you know, it, it impacted everything from the filtered water in the schoolhouse, you know, to people's showers, our toilet froze. I mean, just froze solid. And thankfully we also have a composting toilet, right? So there were all of these layers of resiliency but um, we had to take the composting toilet out of our con converted school bus and bring it into a cabin um, because it was freezing in the converted school bus, right? So we kind of, it was like, I took some pictures of it. I don't know, maybe someday I'll show them publicly, but it was like literally living in this post-apocalyptic environment where we've got blankets hanging from the walls. Um, the electricity was turning on for, I think it was 12 minutes at a time every hour and a half. And so it was like, as soon as the lights came on, that would also mean that the cell phone reception would come in. I would get all of my work messages for Anarchapoco. I would turn on the toaster oven because we were trying to not use our propane to cook because it was so cold. We needed it for heat and we didn't know when we were going to be able to leave the property. I mean, we were snowed in. We couldn't go anywhere. You need to drive over a bridge to get out and every everything was shut down. It doesn't even matter all the propane companies were out of propane so we were on super conservation mode our water storage froze so not only did the well go out but the water storage containers themselves froze so my husband is melting snow to wash the dishes melting snow to feed the chickens i mean it was just absolute chaos and it happened a week before i left for anarchapoco so you can imagine what kind of work mode i was in and having to squeeze in things into these 10 minutes of cell phone data while also having to try and cook and do these things. So we would have like stuff in the toaster oven ready to go. And you know, my my son's job was to was to turn on the toaster oven and the space heater as soon as the power came on so we could turn the propane heater off for 10 minutes and, and conserve propane, right? So I mean it was it was crazy. Yeah. It was the craziest thing I've ever lived through. And I grew up in Missouri where we get, we got snow. I walked to the school bus in snow. School would get canceled. I'd find out three hours later standing out there, you know, like nothing like this ever <laughs> happened before. I mean, just with all of the utilities being shut down and, and inability to go anywhere, inability to do anything. Thankfully, we were prepared. But it did add another obstacle to the planning for Anarchapoco. It put me four or five days behind. And I was telling my husband, like, I would rather be without electricity than have my lights coming on and off randomly. Like, I could never survive in prison where someone else is controlling when it's light and when it's dark. Like, I couldn't do it. It's insane. It was driving me nuts. And then sometimes you fall asleep, you forget that the light is on. And then it pops on, everyone's asleep, and there's all of a sudden lights just turned on everywhere in the house. So it was it was a really surreal experience, but we made it through and we're okay. And we got to Acapulco and Anarchapoco still happened. <laughs> yeah. Amazing miracle. It was so crazy. What what do you what's your what's your guess at what was going on there? Why why did they, you know, I mean, personally it just seems like an attack on Texas because you're strong over there. Well, you know, it looks that way. I, I, I sat in when I had service onto some of the conference calls with the, um, the, the grid management that takes place in Texas. And, you know, I think there's some really suspicious things that were taking place in the weeks leading up to what happened. But I also think the infrastructure just simply could not handle the amount of draw on the system and people were not warned early enough how bad the weather was going to be. You know, I follow space news, and so I knew that there was this polar Arctic blast that was coming. We got snow twice this year, which in my 11 years in Texas, 
only happened one other time and it was a light dusting where the grass is still sticking through and i thought texans went crazy that day because they're like it's snowing they're like making snow angel angels in dust i'm like that is not a snow angel but whatever <laughs> you're just, you know you're knocking over the grass the frozen grass so um you know this was a weather event like nothing we'd ever seen before and I don't think the infrastructure was set up to handle it. Mm -hmm. And I think that there were also some sus suspicious things that were taking place behind the scenes. And I think it created kind of a, a perfect storm of total devastation. But just like in any disaster, it wasn't the government who responded and, and helped. It was neighbors helping neighbors. It was neighbors opening their kitchen. I've got propane. I'm cooking for the whole street. It was neighbors opening their home. I've got water. Everyone come shower. You know, it was it was people saying, okay, you can't get out of your property because you don't have four-wheel drive. I've got cases of water in the back of my truck. I'm coming to deliver, right? So mm. watching these little groups create and form online and respond to the situation. It was actually one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. I mean, truly, it was beautiful. Wow. Wow. So good. Yeah, that's that is the beauty. We live in a, a place that has a lot of, you know, normal weather emergencies and we are prepared for them here. And when things fall down, uh, people do get together. It's one of the magical things about this land is that is that uh, there's no illusion of of that total autonomy that otherwise you can have. And so there's a humbleness, like I might be the one who uh, who's going to help, but I might be the one who needs help. And better be nice to my neighbors all the time because <laughs> <laughs> right? those moments can come. Yeah, wow. You've been through so much. It's like a total hero's journey, this, this whole thing, <laughs> right? So good. Yeah. So good. Well, we're very grateful for your time that you've uh, told all your stories in today. I wanted to highlight your work and make sure that people do, uh, if you can, go and donate to that, that link. I'll see if I can put it up one more time and uh, repost it. There we go. You're getting some good. Okay, so yeah, producer at anarchopogo.com if you're wanting to send cash. And then if there is a, a Bitcoin um, link or, or a QR code, then you can you can share I'll that with it. me as well. I'll be I'll be sending this out by email, so I'll be able to include that. And oh, by the way, is it too late for someone if they want to uh, sign up for Anarchopogo since the replays are coming? They would they wouldn't miss anything, right? No, so we are going to be getting the replays up online and Luigi assures me it'll probably be Tuesday that we have them for sale for people to purchase. So if you were a ticket holder and you were at the virtual event or the VIP event, we're going to have a special rate for you to buy the lifetime replay. And then if you did not get to attend and you want to see just this amazing content that we've put together, we will have lifetime access coming to you this week. And I believe it'll be up for sale on Tuesday. Okay, so that's how a person who hadn't uh, participated would get involved, not with the replays. Okay, but it's well worth it. You know, you got Mark Passio, you got Del Bigtree, Curtis Stone, who was on my channel as well. I was uh, I was doing my own marathon trying to interview as many of your king heroes as I. Uh, yes, Passio did speak, but his it was interrupted. So that's going to be provided. That that will be part of the in both both of those packages if you already had a ticket, and then no doubt for the the new ones as well. And is there anything that we can tell them about that now or should I just wait to hear in terms of the the um, the replay package yeah it'll be up on anarchapoco.com there's a mm -hmm. little a little tickets link and I know Luigi and I've been talking all day today getting the text put together for the for the ticket items but they were traveling yesterday and they deserve a day off so totally <laughs> we're yeah, shooting no, for Tuesday <laughs> yeah, no pressure at all and then just in case it works, you could use my coupon code uh, Beth10. Okay, perfect. It works. Okay, excellent. Yeah, so you just do anarchopoco.com. And then when you are cashing out or, or checking out, I should say, just use the coupon code Beth10, and that will get you savings on. Uh, and it's amazing. Like, there are just so many. It was, it was insane. I, w I actually booked off my week. I had a little staycation. I decided I was just going to clear my calendar, which for me doesn't mean clear, but uh, it did give me quite a bit of time to to just turn you guys turn turn you guys on and tune in, get that vibe. So appreciate it so much. 
Well, I'm grateful that you were able to participate. And to all the people who gathered either in their living rooms or their office space or at some of the watch parties like in Malibu or in Texas or in Thailand, thank you for gathering. Thank you for being a part of our community. We could feel your love from all across the globe here. And I hope that you could feel ours coming from Acapulco. Absolutely. Yes, I forgot to say we had the best. Uh, it was really small and beautiful, but the best ever watch party here, like time of our life. <laughs> Yay. Super good. Yeah. That's what we hoped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing that you could orchestrate like this international scene around the world. All right, everybody. Well, I love you guys lots. Do come back uh, tonight at 7.30 p.m. Central Time. In case you don't know what time it is now, it's it's 5 p.m. on the Central Clock. So that's two and a half hours from now almost. And we've got the next Bitches Brew episode number 14 called Unstoppable, right in theme with what, with what we talked about today. The harder you try to stop us, we go stronger. We just get stronger, you guys. There's no stopping us. And then tomorrow I'm hosting... Um, damn it, too many things in my head. Give me, give me one second. I'll Tom Barnett. There you go. I'm on a law theme, and we're having breakthroughs with this with this stuff. I know you're too busy, probably Catherine, to to be watching, but there's so many king heroes out there busting the code of the law, and uh, we showed such a great success story on Friday. And then uh, Tom Barnett is going to be t talking about that how how he uh, you know really is a force for the media and the law at the same time. That that is. And this is how, what we have to do. We have to hire ourselves for all these jobs that are, are being done badly or, or being done as a weapon. Now we can take over and start doing the real thing. Tom is a crusher, Mark. Absolutely. So that will be Monday at 3 p.m. That's uh, if you're in Australia, that's Tuesday in, in your world. Now I'm finally getting that clear, <laughs> getting that straight. All right, everyone, have a beautiful day. Maybe I will see you later here. Don't don't hesitate to uh, subscribe to Catherine's channel at the Homestead Guru. And uh, please do click share and like on, on this video. And if you aren't already a subscriber, please do that and visit webbethmartins.com and all that good stuff. You can grab a copy of my book, which is, uh, it's got a new edition, by the way. So let me know if you want the new one rather than the old one. And yes, Davin. My old one's full of notes. Okay. Okay. Good. So it's the collectors now. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So perfect. So perfect. All right. Well, I love you so much, Catherine. I look forward to connecting. I won't take your time now. I, I know you've got lots on your hands, but uh, maybe a, a week or two down the line, we'll have we'll have another chat. How's that? Sounds wonderful. Thank you. Okay. I'm so grateful. Okay. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> God bless. Bye for now. Bye.